Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and this is a mini masterclass on scaling from six to seven figures in business. Now, I'm also simultaneously doing a podcast and I'm doing a Facebook Live. Woohoo, let's have this. Right, I've got 13 strategies and tactics to share with you on scaling from six to seven figures in business. Let's do this. Right, number one then is people tend to try and build multiple streams of income. They tend to try and start three or five businesses in one go, and they end up getting nowhere across multiple businesses. When in fact, there is a model that works best, and that is to master one vertical and to then grow out across the other verticals through, um, I call this cross-stream leverage. You could also call this cross-pollination. Now, it's a bit of a techie phrase, but essentially, I'll give you an example because I think that's the best way. In 2006, my business partner and I started sourcing properties employed in a property investing company. That was our main job. Evenings and weekends, we were sourcing properties to buy for ourselves. Now, these were quite cross-pollinatable, so we were able to transmute skills from one to the other. We then ended up up becoming full-time sourcing properties for ourselves when we left the employment and set up our own company. And then once we'd bought some properties for ourselves, we sourced for individuals under our own company named Progressive Property. And again, this was not that hard to translate from sourcing properties for ourselves to sourcing for others. We were doing most of the work. Then once we built enough of our own portfolio and we'd sourced enough for other people, we then set up a training business called Progressive Property or now known as Progressive Education. Now it's Progressive Success, but that was the start. And when you've bought a load of properties for yourself and you bought a load of properties for other people, then teaching other people how to buy properties and running a training business on it, again, that's cross-stream or cross pollinatable. Then when we'd done enough of that and we had enough properties in our portfolio, we set up a management company, Progressive Lets. And when you've got hundreds of properties, it's pretty simple to set up a lettings or management business, whereas it's absolutely not if you start it from scratch. And then once we'd built our uh, property training company, we then launched a business training company. Then when we'd done that long enough, I was writing books and doing podcasts. And then when you're on one social media platform, it's easy to set up on another, another, another. Instead, what most people do is they start, I'm going to set up a salon. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to do Botox and then I'm going to do property. And then I'm going to set up a a yoga retreat. And they do all these unrelated business models and income streams. And that does not work because you're spread far too thin. The second way to go from six to seven figures is to build a bigger email database, to build a text message database, to get more credit card numbers, more customers. And people don't really talk about building an email database anymore. It's kind of like a bit old school. Something like 1985, people were talking about building an email database, weren't they? Well, in reality, um, email databases, they last, don't they? Because um, Facebook might shut your account or some social media platforms might come and go but you're always going to have your email database. So if it goes from 20,000 to 100,000 to 200,000, then your revenue will go up and up and up. And, uh, you know, when we had a database of what, 25,000, something like that, we might have been doing 
five figures. When we got to 50,000, we might be doing six figures. When we got over 100,000, we might be doing seven figures. And now we have about 800,000 um, uh, contacts on our email databases. And we're an eight figure a year business. The third thing you want to do to go from six to seven figures is to build your audience and your distribution. So a lot of people say to me, yeah, but Rob, I'm so overwhelmed. Well, look at this. Right now I'm doing a Clubhouse room, a podcast recording and a Facebook Live. So if I can do all three of those at once, then you can too. Um, but I'm just doing it for more distribution and to um, repurpose my content and leverage my time. So you need to make sure you're on all the social media platforms because, yeah, OK, it can be overwhelming to be on them all, but you have more distribution. If you post on stories and feeds and reels and TikToks and Facebook lives and Facebook groups and your Facebook page and Clubhouse rooms and podcasts and YouTube channels and YouTube shorts and Pinterest and you name it, then you are reaching more and more and more and more and more people. And if you want to be a major business, you want to go from six figures to seven figures to eight figures, you need distribution channels. So you need to be omnipresent. You need to create content and then repurpose it across all channels. Um, we're actually spending more and more time now hiring direct response and pay-per-click people in our team. We've just, in fact, um, put jobs out for two new people. So one person, uh, we're going to have um, outreaching full-time to Instagram influencers, to YouTube influencers and to podcasters with a view to us advertising on their shows. That's going to be someone's full-time job. Someone's full-time job is to do Amazon ads and Shopify ads. Someone's full-time job is to do TikTok ads and LinkedIn ads. We, of course, now have, I say, of course, you might not know this, but we have three people full-time doing pay-per-click ads on Facebook. We have two people doing YouTube uh, pay-per-click full-time. So it's, this is all about distribution and audience and reach. So that's how you go from six to seven figures. So one, two, three. Number four, strategy number four is to have an ambassador program or a referral program. So if um, you don't have people referring for you, you're, you know, you're not getting this free reach, this free marketing, these free leads. And I re read a book called How to Sell Anything to Anybody by Joe Girard. And this book I thought was a sales book. It sounds like one, How to Sell Anything to Anybody. I'll say it again by Joe Girard because I'm sure I'll get loads of messages. Rob, what was the book called again? Uh, and that book's actually a referral marketing book. And uh, I came back from the holiday I was on reading that book in Italy. And I said, I got my whole sales and marketing team to read it. And I said, we need to build an, an ambassador referral program like this. And now our ambassador or referral program alone can be anywhere from six, seven hundred thousand pounds to one point two, one point three million pounds a year in revenue just from referrals. But it's not just getting referrals. You know, that could be um, that could be five to eight percent of our revenue. It's pretty good from one lead source. But, you know, we have competitions, leaderboards. We actually have a, an ambassador portal that we've had um, handwritten by our systems uh, software architect. Uh, so it's actually, you know, the, the, the links attract well, there's training videos in there. We even do a lot of selling for them. They just have to recommend people to our webinars or our online training. Uh, and we've built a whole little ecosystem within a bigger ecosystem. Like I said, five to eight percent of our revenue. So, uh, you know, a, a million out of 20 or, um, you know, or seven or eight hundred grand out of 15 million. So our, it's not just about asking for referrals, having a proper ambassador program and a proper referral program. Next is a big one, and I'll probably do an episode on this in its entirety, but 
I think if you want to go from six to seven and seven to eight figures, you need to manage your emotions. And I think if you master your emotions, you master your business. And um, one of the great things about having a business is it teaches you to master your emotions or at least manage them. Because you know if you get pissed off and you have a go at your staff, you demotivate them. If you go and have a rant on social media, you might get a couple of refund requests. And so when you lose your shit and you run a business, it costs you money. So you learn to say nothing when you want to. You learn to sleep on decisions and not be reactive and not be emotional and not be hypercharged and not, you know, cause debates and arguments and fights for the sake of it. And um, this is something that's really important. And I, fi- I found that the when my business went from when my business was, a, you know, a few grand a month, I could say and do whatever I wanted. When my business was six figures, I could still pretty much. But um, I, you know, occasionally I would maybe push some of my staff too hard or a bit, be a bit hard on my staff. And in the short term, it doesn't matter. But after two years, when they're leaving, set up in competition with you, um, then you realize, actually, you know, my, my, my emotions did cause me an issue. And I remember one time I was asking our team to write their systems documents. And one guy really resisted doing it. And he just sat in his, the office and said, right, come on, let's go and check your systems. It's time. And he's like, no, I haven't done it. And I'm not doing it. I went, right, get in the fucking office now. And I basically just tore into him. <laughs> and uh, three months later, he left and took through the stuff with him and tried to set up a competing business. I won't tell you exactly what I said because it was a lot of Fs. But uh, it was a really great lesson. So um, we all handle um, challenges, don't we, in different ways. And some of us, we go into our shell and we be a bit, you, you know, um, we can uh, feel a bit deflated or beaten or vulnerable or victim. Others of us, we go on the, uh, the, the, the you know, the offensive and we, we shout and scream and lose our shit and get angry. But managing your emotions means you are managing and mastering your business. Uh, and it's just new level, new level, new devil. What's your reward for solving a problem? A bigger problem. Get used to it because that is the way business is. By the way, your reward for solving a bigger problem is all the upside as well, but there is always the downside. Okay, I think we're on number six now, joint ventures and collaborations. I've got the lovely diamond in the audience here. I'd always bring her up. It's just I'm doing a mini masterclass here while doing my live and my podcast episode. But uh, the lovely Diamond Diva had me on her show. She's a brilliant host. She's got like 100,000 plus on her Instagram. So me collaborating with her, that would work. Um, She's launching a podcast with our company. Maybe we'll do a joint podcast episode together. So, you know, she can reach my audience and I can reach her audience. We're in such the world of collaborations. In fact, everyone listening in the clubhouse room now, I only do about once of these, one of these a month where it's just me on the stage talking because I'm also recording a podcast and I'm also doing a Facebook Live. I'm trying to be smart and leverage my time. But normally Diamond and Yukemi and Audrey would be up on the stage with me and we'd do clubhouse rooms together. We'd all be sharing scaling from six to seven figures. Um, I, can have, um, I could have Diamond's, um, her podcast, um, she could put an episode of her podcast on my podcast. I could put an episode of my podcast on her podcast. And that's called an episode collaboration. You could interview someone. I interviewed Jordan Peterson. We've had five odd million views. That's a collaboration. Um, I collaborate with the UK Mod Squad in Clubhouse if you follow me there. I do joint ventures with um, many people. So a lot of people will um, promote me to their databases or I will speak at their events or they will speak at my events. I'm speaking at Uh, Two of John Lee's events, he's speaking at two of mine as a straight swap collaboration, reciprocal. Um, I have have a South African promoter who promoted me to thousands and thousands of people across the world at the Real Summits events. 
literally the collaborations and joint ventures are endless. And, you know, they say if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And certainly collaborations and joint ventures have taken me from six to seven, even to eight figures. I have 15 to 20 active trainers right now who teach our different verticals, public speaking, our business academy, the business buying. Uh, the list goes on. There's many different individual um, property verticals, social media, podcasting. And I couldn't do all these myself. But with partnerships, collaborations, speakers, trainers, you can go from local to national to global. So I think Clubhouse has really taught us all that the collaboration is something that we can do a lot more. In fact, uh, my friend Ed Smith says that competition is for losers. Collaboration is for winners. Are you reaching out to enough people? Are you doing story swaps or are you doing Instagram lives? If you watch Instagram lives now, you see people just bring people up. So you'll go and watch someone's live and they'll invite you up and they'll invite another one up and another one up. And there's four people doing an Instagram live. That's a collaboration because you're all reaching each other's audiences. So many different collaboration opportunities. That's really exciting. In fact, I should probably do a specific um, episode on Clubhouse Room on joint ventures and collaborations. Robert Terry, thank you for the stars. You're a legend on the live. Next on how to go from six to seven figures is going from one to many. How do you go from one to many? Right now, I'm doing a live clubhouse room. Right now, I'm doing a podcast recording for the disruptive entrepreneur. Right now, I'm doing a Facebook live. My team could take a few of these shorts and edit them up and put them on some of the other channels. So if it was just me talking one to one, doing a one-to-one sale or speech, that would be one-to-one. But now I might reach hundreds or thousands of people. If you're a public speaker and you speak on Zooms and live streams, you go one-to-many. If you have an email database, you go one-to-many. If you have a lot of social media followers, you go one-to-many. If you record content that you can repurpose, you go one-to-many. So try not to spend your time and then have to respend it and respend it and respend it. Every time you share something, if you're going to put effort in, try and leverage that effort and repurpose that effort and scale that effort. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I said, I've got a clubhouse room and a podcast live and a Facebook live. Boom. It's actually quite difficult to do these three things at once. So thank you all for staying in and, and listening to me. All right, what do we got next? Rolling recruitment. So you get to a certain stage in business when you hire people, when really you always want to be hiring people. Now, what we used to do is not have a rolling recruitment policy. And then when we needed someone, we'd hire them. You've got to find the right agency or find the right. You've got to go to Upwork or Indeed or Monster or wherever you go. You've got to put the listing on LinkedIn. You've got to put it out to your social media. You've got to write the job description. You know, you've got to do all that faffing around. And that could take months Whereas if you have a rolling recruitment policy, which is I'm always looking for great salespeople, I'm always looking for great people in marketing. So for us in my company, I'm always looking for great videographers and, and editors. I'm always looking for great salespeople, remote or local. I'm always looking for great people in marketing on pay-per-click and lead generation. If that's you, DM me on Facebook and Instagram and let me know. Uh, maybe we can work together. But I am always hiring for those people. If I'm walking down the shopping centre and someone comes up to me and says, Rob, I'm a marketer. Are you hiring? I'm saying yes. If I'm walking down a shopping centre and someone's got a pop-up shop in the shopping centre and they stop me and they pitch me really good, I'm going to offer them a job. If someone tele calls me on the telephone and they're shit hot, I'm going to offer them a job. I have a rolling recruitment policy because it, you cannot hire quick enough to go from six to seven and seven to eight figures. Now, because it takes time to recruit people, you might as well have a rolling recruitment policy because it's going to take weeks or months to get them in the door anyway. 
but you should always be open to talent. Talent will help you grow. All right, next then is learning how to delegate properly. Now, um, delegation is something that actually is really difficult. Some people just give people too much and break people. Some people don't give anything because they're a control freak. Some people give people stuff, but then micromanage them. Some people give them stuff and take them away and give them stuff and take them away. Some people manage people too much. Some people don't manage people enough. Some people give focus on the minutiae, not the vision. Some people focus just on the vision and not on the details. Some people don't give enough resources. Some people are too controlling. And you've got to find the right balance. Uh, and the right balance uh, is really to hire smart people, give them all the resources they need, give them slightly too much to do, give them good management training and onboarding and career progression, and let, give them projects, not just tasks, and let them crack on and do their job. So let me say that again, because there's five or six elements to that. That could actually be its own um, episode. So you hire smart people, you give them all the resources they need, you give them slightly too much to do, you give them all the training, the resources, um, et cetera, that they need, the onboarding. You give them career progression and continual feedback and education. You give them projects, not tasks. And then you let them crack on and get it done and don't get in their way. That is the art of good delegation. And there's six or seven elements there. And by the way, no one's perfect at those. And sometimes I'm too distant and sometimes I'm too involved. I try my best, but of course, it depends what's going on you know, in the background and, and how liquid you are and how, how well things are going. And, and also, you know, you'll have staff and then they'll get pregnant. They'll be on maternity leave or you'll have staff and they'll have their relationship issues or issues at home and they'll bring that to work and they'll go from productive to lethargic. So it's a constant sort of moving feast. Right. Next, then you've got to pay, pay, pay proper money, pay proper money. Yeah. So Will has just said there. And if they don't fulfill that product, actually, you, that's a good point. Will you need deadlines. Deadlines are really important. And of course, if they don't fulfill a project, then they need to give, be given the feedback and, and performance managed. Uh, and if that's a continual thing, then the performance management leads to disciplinary leads to, um, you know, moving them on. So uh, deadlines and deadlines, I like to be a bit shorter than a bit longer. Parkinson's law of time states that you will take the time that you've been given to fulfill the task. If you've been given a week or a month or a year. I went to university in the third year. They gave us our project at the start of the year and I did three all nighters in a row and did it on the last three days of the year. I had a freaking year to do the task. So, yeah, it's a good point. Deadlines, performance management. All right, great. So pay proper money. Now, um, we used to sort of pay on the lower end of the salary because we wanted to save money. And then you get the lower end on the quality. Now, all things being equal, you pay 20% more, you could get 500% more productivity. You could get 200 or 300 or 500% more longevity. Now, of course, all things aren't equal because sometimes you pay good money and you still get not very good people because there's a, a wrong fit or someone's oversold themselves on the interview or, you, you know, you just haven't interviewed very well. But generally speaking, if you pay 20 percent, not even sometimes over the average that, um, you know, the, the cost of employment is in your city, you could get someone five times as good. So I've learned that it's much better to pay for talent. Now, it depends on the role, of course. And I don't like to limit the upside. So I like to have a cascading, ratcheting up commission structure. Uh, but I have had PAs who've been paid £30,000. And really, I've had to do much of their work for them and almost manage them. 
I've had PAs on £35,000 and they're absolutely brilliant and they manage me. And, and, you know, and, and that's what, 15, 18% more money. But you know, me managing someone versus them managing me is like 5,000%. I am the worst manager ever. Do this. Oh, but Rob, how'd you do this? Don't bring me problems. Bring me solutions. Yeah, but I don't know how to log on. Go and find out from someone else. Um, now, generally, entrepreneurs who are really good at vision and strategy and excitement and energy and direction and velocity and planning and, you know, figuring things out and working fast. These are often traits of disruptive entrepreneurs, but they make terrible managers. Managers are consistent, fair, balanced, processed, you know, good onboarding, good people management. You know, they have, um, you know, of course, there's the things like the disciplinaries, the health and safety, the the holidays, the social team in your um, office, all these things that managers do that leaders and entrepreneurs don't do. So are you a manager or are you a leader? Most entrepreneurs are leaders. So actually you want to get good managers in to manage, but, you know, pay good, pay proper money, get proper talent. The next thing is I was mentored by James Kahn back in the day and he was one of the dragons on Dragon's Den. And he said, Rob, from all my research, and he's got a massive recruitment company, there are three things that people value in their career more than money. And it, it's P-R-A, progression, recognition and autonomy. So in addition to letting, um, letting go of um, tasks and delegating properly and then paying proper money for proper talent, um, you need to give people career progression, which is hard when you start and there's only a couple of roles, but sell them their future role and their future role, even if they don't exist yet, and allow them a path towards it and make the plan with them. Next is recognition. And, and probably most of us don't get the recognition that we want. And often it's the quiet ones who just soldier on that don't get the recognition because the sales and marketing team and the whoa, look at me. Yeah, legend. Did another say, hey, everyone notice me. You know, that those kind of people get loads of recognition because they go and ask for it. But, you know, the people who are just sort of your troopers who crack on and get the work done and don't ask for the recognition, they still need it. So make sure you rec recognize and reward. And then A is for autonomy. And autonomy is, you know, hire smart people, give them slightly too much to do, give them the resources they need, give them the onboarding, the training, the support, the deadline and the task management. And then get out of their way and let them do it, which is the autonomy part. Let them do it their way. Sometimes they're going to have to fail. Sometimes you've got to let them fail their way. Much They probably will learn the best if they have a slight failure on their own watch than if you tell them what they should be doing all the time. All right, we've got two more. I hope you found this useful and then I'll do a summary. Um, and I've got eight minutes left and then I've got to go and do a Facebook. No, I've got to do a podcast interview. So multiple streams of leads and marketing. So if you want to go from six to seven figures, you need more than one lead source. If you have Facebook ads as a lead source on mobile devices and then Apple changed their iOS update and now all of a sudden you can't feed your ads through the mobile and Apple and Facebook are at loggerheads, then you're screwed. We had a short a server outage last week, cost us hundreds of thousands of pounds and all of our YouTube ad sort of score and you know all of the rewards for the re reduced cost per click and conversion through having effective YouTube ads for years pretty much all got reset to zero. These things can happen. So you need to multiple streams of leads, whether it's free and organic through story swipe ups and DM requests on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and a little um, offers at the end of your podcast and little offers at the end of your clubhouse rooms. Or whether it's paid ads, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, LinkedIn, Twi Twitter, Instagram, now TikTok. We're getting leads at 23 pence a lead on TikTok, which is about one tenth of what you'd get a lead on Facebook. So always be testing new ad platforms. 
Make sure that you're generating multiple streams of leads and make sure that marketing is your single most important focus and function in your business. Uh, Most people do not focus on marketing anywhere near enough. They focus on their products, they focus on their services, they get their degrees and their diplomas, they spend tens of thousands on their accreditations and certifications. But if you gave me £10,000 at £5 a lead, how many leads is that? Is that 2,000 leads? 2,000 leads, that should be able to, if if you convert uh, 10% of them, which is 200 leads into a £2,000 product, that's pretty good, isn't it? What's that, 400 grand? You could do the maths. But the point is, you give me leads any day, any day over university degrees and yada, yada, yada. Um, so marketing is the single most important function of any business. And if you're not, ge- basically, if you're not getting the sales you want, it's because you're not generating enough leads. Um, people think it's a sales problem. It's a leads problem. If you had all the leads you needed, you'd go and find people to close them, convert them, or just order take them. And that leads me to my penultimate point, which is building a sales team. So most people do it the wrong way around. They start selling and then maybe they hire a salesperson and that salesperson doesn't have enough leads. What you do is you build a marketing machine. You create multiple streams of leads on organic and paid. You generate enough leads that if you're a startup entrepreneur, too many for you to be able to convert. Then you hire um, another salesperson. And because they're good quality leads, they're not that difficult for your salesperson to convert. And then you just add more salespeople as you get more leads. And then, of course, you train your um, salespeople to understand your product as well as you and look after your customer as well as you. And then you just scale your business. And I think we have 20 salespeople in our team. In fact, to be honest, we need more marketing people. Um, we need more pay-per-click people. I, I would hire five people for every ad platform and every organic platform, which would probably mean I would have 125 people in my marketing department um, if I had the resource to do it right now. I'm going to have to build up towards that. Because when you hire revenue generating staff, there is no risk. Like if you hire someone to do Facebook ads, um, there is no risk because they either pay for themselves or they don't. And if they don't, within two years in the UK, employment system is pretty easy to let them go without there being redundancy or paying them off. Um, And they could bring in five or 10 times their revenue. I mean, my revenue generating staff, I look for minimum three times up to five times plus per uh, above their salary. So if their salary is 50 grand, I'm looking for 150 to 250 grand in revenue that they bring. But ads people, people in marketing, they could bring in millions of pounds a year. They really could. I mean, in, you know, Facebook ads for us brings in millions of pounds. YouTube ads brings in millions of pounds. So don't be worried about scaling up in staffing in sales and marketing. Be worried in having a load of admin staff that don't bring in a load of revenue and a load of delivery and customer service and financial management. They're the kind of stuff you should be worried about having too many because whilst they may be needed, they're not generating revenue. So quick summary and I've got something excited for you. I've got about five minutes left. How to go from six to seven figures. Number one, master a vertical and then transmute your experience from that vertical into a related vertical. Like go from property investing to property training to property management because they're all similar and transmutable and that's how you build multiple businesses. Number two, that you need to build your email database and your text message database and you need to build the number of customers and credit card details you have to obviously go from six to seven figures. You need more audience and more distribution. You need to build a referral ambassador program. I would recommend modeling the book, How to Sell Anything to Anybody by Joe Girard. You need to manage your emotions to master your business and stay calm and cool and 
sit and think about big decisions. And then when you have to go fast, go fast and back yourself and take risks. And when you've decided, go all in and don't sit on the fence for ages and don't lose your shit with people. Um, You know, there's just a it's a constant new level, new devil. Joint ventures and collaborations. I listed loads of them. Go back over the episode. If you're listening in the clubhouse room, by the way, um, this is being recorded on my disruptive entrepreneur podcast. I'm also doing this live on Facebook. I can see the people like Lynn Sutton and Melinda um, Lee Ward have just joined in live. So if you want to get a recording of this or go back over this, because I think I've covered 13 tactics and this is a mini masterclass. It's only half an hour. But joint ventures and collaborations across all platforms really is the way to grow. But you have to let go to grow. And you can go from six to seven to eight figures without major increase in overhead doing that. Next thing was you have to go from one to many. So that's why I'm doing a Facebook Live and a podcast episode and a clubhouse room. Have a rolling recruitment policy where you're always hiring good talent and you're always on the lookout for good sales and marketing people. Because unfortunately, they don't come when you need them. They come when they're ready. It's a bit like your ideal partner. I just want to be happily in love. I'm just looking for love. Someone to treat me like a king or a queen. They don't come when you want. They come when they want. Probably when you're already in a relationship. So yeah, you've got to always be on the lookout. You've got to learn how to delegate properly. That's the next one. And I gave you about six tactics to, to delegate properly. Hire smart people, give them slightly too much to do, give them all the resources they need, give them the training, the onboarding, the systems, the processes, give them the continual development and the career progression, give them deadlines and projects, and then let them crack the book on and don't get in their way and don't micromanage them. Pay proper money if you want to get proper talent. Remember the three main things that staff um, value over money i.e. if you give them this, you'll be able to pay them less, you know, pound for pound, is progression, recognition and autonomy. You need to build a marketing business, not just a product or service business. You are more a marketing business than anything else. Progressive Property is the UK's largest training company because it is the best marketing company for property training. It's as simple as that. Everyone thinks their product is good. Everyone thinks that their course is the best course. I think my course is the best course. Everyone else thinks theirs. No one goes, oh yeah, Rob's course is the best. All my competitors, oh yeah, they all think theirs is the best. But it's, that's subjective, but it's undeniable that we are the best in marketing because we are the biggest property training company and we have been for a long time. And what you do is you build a marketing team, you generate multiple streams of leads to generate multiple streams of income. Now, if you'd like to generate multiple streams of leads and multiple streams of income, if you'd like to dramatically increase your reach and your revenue, you know, your brand and your bank balance, your impact and your income, and you'd actually like to make six or seven figures or go from six to seven figures, then I invite you now to apply to my brand new opening of the Brand and Marketing Mastermind. Now, I'm going to give you the link in a minute, so stay with me because I think you'll love this. But I just want to tell you a bit about it first. It's an application-only process. This is not a sales pitch because you can't buy it. Um, There's a couple of stages of the interview, and then you'll actually get a 15-minute one-to-one with me where I'll give you a bit of coaching. You can grill me, I'll grill you, and I'll just check out if it's right for you. So you're safe in the knowledge that it's just a process and not a pitch as such. But the Brand and Marketing Mastermind is for creators, influencers, startup businesses with a bit of a budget, scale-up businesses, marketers and people who leverage the creator economy, coaches, consultants, trainers, speakers, uh, and anyone who's in corporate who wants to set up their own business or anyone who wants to leverage um, social media and the creator economy. So if you go to www.bmm.live, that's www.bmm.live, of course, bmm, as in brand, marketing, mastermind, dot live, bmm.live, 
that go there right now as you're listening and you can actually make a quick application and you're applying for a six month program where we have monthly Zoom masterminds every month. We have accountability sessions to start with our host. Then we have a a deep dive strategic masterclass. It could be on funnels, campaigns, email marketing, building a marketing team, outsourcing. Then we have a technical deep dive masterclass. It could be TikTok ads, Facebook ads, um, leveraging a clubhouse, starting and scaling a podcast, creating multiple streams of leads. Um, it could be that, you know, a sort of software and systems to scale. It could be managing all your content and repurposing. Then you get two to three hours with me where I do group sessions. I essentially do group masterminding and mentoring. And then we break out into groups where you get a sort of um, little mini Zoom rooms where you get to have a bit more one to one or one to a few time to go over your challenges. I'm doing a 15th anniversary special. So it's the 15th anniversary of my company, my training company. So the first 15 that are successful and enroll, not only will you get a two thirds discount where it will go from 15 grand plus VAT, so it's $20,000 down by two thirds, but you'll also get a lifetime upgrade, a lifetime upgrade. So go right now to www.bmm. Bravo, Mike, Mike, bmm.live. And make a note of that if you can't go there right now. It's really important. Um, every single month for 10 years or 20 years, as long as my company's already been going 15 years, you can learn the strategies and tactics to build uh, your personal brand, your company brand, your sales, and your marketing. So this content creation and repurposing. By the way, you can bring up a partner or a staff member with you as well. If you're an introvert, we'll teach you the systems and processes. If you're an extrovert, we'll sort of make you more of a brand or an influencer. Um, by the way, my um, mentoring fees are £40,000 plus fat. Sold out, 20 people, big waiting list. So this is really your only chance to get me for uh, £5,000 plus fat or $7,000. I mean, it's one of the lowest priced but highest value mastermind programs you'll find out there. The reason I'm dropping the price so much is it's our 15th year anniversary and it doesn't cost me any extra money to have you on board because obviously I haven't paid to do this marketing on my podcast, on my Facebook Live, on my Clubhouse Room. Uh, And also the program's already running and it's on Zoom and it's got an international audience and doesn't cost me to hotels and AV and all that. That's why the discount's so big. So go to bmm.live. That's bmm.live right now. I'm only running this um, campaign for this month. So um, go and do this right now. Like I said, first 15, you get um, the lifetime upgrade uh, and all sorts of other bonuses of content repurposing and omnipresence masterclass. I'm going to go big for you. So I'll see you at bmm.live. Thanks for tuning in to the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, my Facebook Live on my page and the Clubhouse Room. We did it. Multiple content creation repurposing. I'm always a bit nervous when I do multiple channels, but we did it. Thanks for following me. I love you all. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. I'll see you at bmm.live. Nice, gentle application process. And then you and I will have a chat. I'll WhatsApp you. We'll have a 15 minute call. I'll give you a summary of all the benefits and features and discounts and bonuses on the program. If you just apply at bmm.live. See you there. Thanks, everyone. Bye.